0: Welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to discover how traditional business owners are leveraging the power of being a published author to grow their business. Get ready to discover practical and proven ways to enhance your reputation, build trust, and establish authority by authoring your own short, helpful book. On every episode, you'll hear from guest Main Street authors who have successfully authored, published, and leveraged their own book and want you to do the same. Now, here's your host of the Main Street Author Podcast, Mike Capuzzi.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to inspire business owners to author, publish, and leverage their own short, helpful books, or shooks, as I call them. Today, I'm pleased to be able to have a conversation with my longtime friend and business consultant, Phil Breakfield. Now, Phil is an author, promotional products expert, musician, ex-professional athlete, and loves helping small business owners get and retain customers. Phil has a very interesting background, including playing professional soccer, to appearing in a movie, to traveling on tour with Jimi Hendrix, Three Dog Night, John Denver, The Moody Blues, Led Zeppelin, and dozens of others. Very cool, Phil. However, today, Phil is on a brand new mission, and it's the most sacred and important one he's ever undertaken. He's going to talk about it more shortly, but before we get in there, Phil, welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast.
2: Thank you so much, Mike. It's just such an honor to be here, and uh, you rattling off all those names make me, makes me feel like an old guy. All of a sudden, I'm on my farewell tour. <laughs> oh,
1: well, the fact that I uh, there there a lot of those are my favorite musicians makes me feel like an old guy. So uh, we're, we're kindred of spirits today. I really am pleased to be able to have you uh, on this episode. Not only do we go back well over a decade of time and, and just have known each other, you've helped me several times. I know you've been to some of my events over the years, but I am just so proud of you, Phil, for getting this book that we're going to be talking about today done. So just congratulations, and uh, I really appreciate the fact that you were able to make time for me today.
2: Thank you so much, man. I I really appreciate that
1: coming from you. Well, listen, let's jump in, and just for the sake of our listeners, tell me, you know, you've got such an interesting background, so let's let's kind of divide this question up into two sort of phases. Let's start with the business stuff. We'll get that out of the way. That's, you know, that's all neat, but let's also discuss your background in professional sports and the musician's life and all that good stuff, too.
2: Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, my, my, my formal business for a lot of years, even though it, it It took a lot of twists and turns, like a a winding river, as I was in the promotional products industry, which included, uh, you know, pens, pencils, calendars, stress cards, as you well know, um, and then that branched off into footwear and apparel programs and awards and recognition stuff. Just basically anything that you can put a logo on, that's what we did. And uh, I actually niched that down to the independent hardware trade. The guys like True Value and Ace and Do It Best. And uh, that that was really my bread and butter for a long, long time. Very good. Now, let's talk about, so that's the business stuff. And again, you've helped me over the
1: years with some of the most, you know, uh, interesting and engaging promotional uh, devices. But I I definitely want to hear, because I don't even know your whole history with the professional sports side of things and your, your life on the road. So tell me a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, I, when I was supposed to be in college, uh, from my sophomore year, uh, really to about a year afterwards, um, I met a guy who had started a uh, concert promotion company in Dallas and the company was called concerts West. And, um, he asked me if I wanted to do some work with him. He was just opening up this office. They were based out of Seattle so, uh, you know, Elvis sounded a lot more interesting than uh, than a biology class. So I said, sure. And uh, I ended up working with all these different rock and roll groups and uh, traveling with them and getting to know them. But I also watched Terry, who's the guy who hired me. I, I kind of watched him change that entire industry. And, and you will like this as will your listeners. He kind of he kind of had the vision to go to a uh, done for you, all-inclusive service. So he he would not only put the uh, put the concert tour together, but he would work with the uh, halls and the security guys and the fire marshals and all that. So all the act had to do was just sign on the dotted line, and everything was taken care of. And that was that was really a huge change in that industry, and it it actually is still in place to this day. Terry. Uh, Terry really was a pioneer on that and I got to watch that and it was fascinating and I didn't even realize how fascinating it was because I was I was so young and naive I, you know I was just getting all these great marketing lessons and uh it was just kind of baked into what I was doing so uh, and then after uh, after that was over there was a the the first the first soccer team in in uh, Dal in Texas was called the Dallas Tornado. They were part of the North American Soccer League, and that was really in the, 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 the birth stages of soccer in the U.S., and I'd played in high school, and uh, they brought, the way these teams were all formed is they just imported guys from Europe, and so these these teams were made up of names that I couldn't pronounce to this day. So I thought, you know, maybe I should go over and just talk to these guys because they they may need a local guy they may need a token american so so I went and uh, you know they had me do some stuff and and they actually signed me and this is not something I'm proud of about six months later the entire league folded and I think it's maybe because of me I'm not sure but <laughs> it, it was just you know the American guy showed up and everything uh, went downhill from there but it was an interesting thing and humbling oh my goodness you know you 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 think you're some hot shot athlete and you get on the field with these guys who grew up from the time they could walk, you know, playing soccer. And I was so far out of my league. I mean, I was, if there was, if there was a basement to the bench, that's where I would have been seated. It was, it was just unbelievable. It, but at least I can, I can have the credential on my resume for, for six months.
1: <laughs> and again, we go back so long. I've got some other questions in my head. like Didn't you, wasn't there another sport you were active in? was it no, I boxing? Mean,
2: oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that was I wasn't professional there. That was that was kind of uh, that was golden glove stuff and stuff when I was in the uh, in the army reserve and uh, I found out real quick that's no way to make a living. That hurts. <laughs> I, that,
1: I remember you telling me about that. And then the other thing, and maybe I'm not even supposed to share this live, so if I am, just we'll, we'll edit this part out, but going back to your musician days, didn't you also uh date who someone who's a very
2: famous uh, musician now? uh yeah and uh, l- let's keep the name between us but you know just it's it's like by osmosis you're you're just around a lot of a lot of people who are pretty famous and uh you know it was a weird time and a, a different age and so uh yeah we uh we had a little relationship going for a while there so it was it was an interesting time. I,
1: I saw her on a one of these shows, you know, or maybe it was a like a, a time life record thing, you know, and and, and, I'm, and Becky, my wife's there. I'm like, oh, Phil dated her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. I, I will I will I will stop that. But uh, let's get let's get focused back on what you're doing today. Now, I know you are you know, you're you, you've published and, and been part of uh, other books in the past, but you have a brand new book that you've been working on for some time why don't you share the details, Phil, about it? What's the name of it? You know, what will readers get by reading it? And, and why you really decided to write this book? Because I know this was uh this was a big one for you.
2: Yeah. And, um, I hope I can, I can get through this one. This is tough to talk about. Um, on April 5th of 2017, my daughter, Jamie, who was 27, um, uh, died of a drug overdose. And, uh, you know, that sort of thing just totally turns the world upside down and changes everything that you do and think about. And um, we found out the the day before she passed away that, and she'd never told us, it was pretty typical of Jamie, uh, she had signed up some years earlier to be an organ donor. And so when we found that out and the hospital told us about it, 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 it changed everything that we had to decide on, you know, for when she passed and um again that was typical of Jamie just changing the game one last time and so um I, the the organ donor uh, organization told us that because she was so young and strong her organs would directly affect at least 20 lives and that was just so astounding to me and so visionary and so unselfish of her and i and i thought boy what a great legacy so the night before she died and she was in a coma so I I don't know if she heard me or not but I swore to her that I would figure out a way to honor that legacy and so um you know not being armed with a whole lot of stuff other than some <laughs> some life stories and some rock and roll stuff and dog rescue things I decided to write this book that we're going to discuss and all the proceeds from it were going to go to helping young people who face the same addiction challenges that Jay had. I you know, I just always thought that maybe if someone had been doing that on her behalf, she might still be with us. Uh but that's hindsight, so all I could do is, is go forward. So that's kinda where the book came from and what it's all about.
1: Yeah, and, and Phil, I mean I I do recall you know, when, when you and I spoke at that point in time, um, just being shocked I didn't know Jamie and she's you know all the pictures I've seen as a father of two daughters I can't imagine but she was a beautiful you know just a beautiful young lady and the fact that you're able uh, to turn that part of your life journey into something positive and hopefully even help more people with this book I think is just inspiring Um, it's a little bit different than the you know some of the books that we I've talked about on my podcast but I think it's so important um, in so many different ways. I mean, you're helping others. You're going to be helping others. I'm sure the book was somewhat therapeutic for you. So let's let's dive into the book. What what's what is the title of it?
2: It's called The Philly Kid Chronicles: Life, Dogs, and Rock and Roll. And uh, I know you're intrigued by the Philly Kid because you're from Philadelphia area. Right. But 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 Philly Kid was actually a nickname that the guy Terry Bassett who hired me. To work for Concerts West, the, the, the rock and roll promotion company, uh, we were both playing uh, football for a rock and roll station in Dallas. And Terry was the quarterback, and I was a wide receiver. And the first night I ever met him, um, he walked onto the field and he called my number, and he threw a pass that literally knocked me off my feet. I mean, the guy had a shotgun for an arm, and I came back to the I came back to the huddle, and he said, "Nice catch, Philly kid." And that became my name. I mean, everybody knew me as Philly Kid for all those years that I did that stuff. So I thought, well, Terry helped named the book already.
1: Wow! So, <laughs> so, was so there was any connection? Like, where, where did the Philly? Like, I'm, I'm just intrigued to know. It just, it just popped into his head and it stuck all these years. Well, later.
2: he, I, I had just met him, and so he knew my name was Phil. Oh, and, oh my god! Yeah. So <laughs> it was like Philly Kid. You know, he uh, Terry always had a he always had a way about him. Uh, uh, with nicknaming people uh-huh. and uh so Philly kid popped uh, into his that's head classic. and, and it, yeah it stuck to me so you know it, I I it didn't even see that a...
1: connection Phil duh
2: that's like a dumb moment <laughs> as soon as you
1: there I'm, I'm thinking Philadelphia but now I get it so the Philly kid yeah uh, right, very right. Cool. So, uh, so so life dogs and rock and roll um so is this a business book? Is this a, just, you know, kind of give listeners an overview of what the book is about. And, and and we're going to encourage everybody listening to this to buy at least one copy because, like you mentioned, all the proceeds are going to a very good cause. But what will they get by reading this book, Phil?
2: You know, uh, it, it's an interesting thing, Mike, and, and you, will, you will enjoy this because of all the all the conversations we've had as marketers and would-be marketers and aspiring marketers, when I was thinking about what I could put in the book, the only really, really strong hook that I thought people might be interested in was my rock and roll days and just stories from back then. And, and, uh, you know, people I met and lessons that I learned, but I didn't have enough to fill up a whole book. So I ended up just, uh, taking a bunch of things I've observed about life in general over the years, and it can be everything from going to the Dairy Queen in the summertime to seeing old people leaving a funeral home. I mean, it's just all over the board. And then uh, I've been really involved, as you well know, with dog rescue for a lot of years. And there's some interesting stories and some kind of heart tugs, uh, you know, in, in that universe so i put those together so the book I, I i keep telling people it's 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 like seinfeld it's a book about nothing but it's got some interesting things i think in it and some people who have seen some parts of it have have responded positively so you know it's what it's not it's not a self-help book it's it's not a it's not an inspiration book it's just simply uh some Reading, maybe it'll be nice for a vacation, you know, on the beach or something like that where you can smile a little bit and have a little heart tug. Uh, And uh, really and truly uh, do something good for somebody who probably really needs the help and wouldn't otherwise have a chance to get it. And that's a whole lot of the point of the book. I, I know so many people who are so aware of the opioid crisis and they say, I'd love to do something, but what am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm one person. So this might be a vehicle for them if they buy the book and I take those proceeds and help someone, um, you know, it's, it's kind of an extra kiss for the person who buys it because they are helping I mean, and it's, it, it's, it's, it's paying off already. And it's the most humbling, gratifying thing in the world. So that's what it's all about.
1: Very good. Well, again, Uh, I can't wait to uh, get my copy and share it and, and again, encourage everybody. You know, it sounds like, Phil, I haven't read it yet, but obviously it it sounds like, you know, one person's journey. And, and, you know, admittedly, you've got a very, even though you you kind of downplay it, you have a very interesting background. You've done a lot. I know you're very active in dog rescues, which is near and dear to our heart, my daughter's heart. You were very supportive of her effort and her book several years ago. But, uh I think it's, it would seem to me, and I'm just kind of ask a left field question here. This book was something that you had talked about for a number of years. Um, it was, you know, a process to to get it, you know, to where it is today, ready for someone else to read. Would you say, Phil, it was it was, was it therapy for you? Was it therapeutic? Was it? Did you? I mean, and I know uh, as the book evolved, and things happen with Jamie I, I know that's now part of the book too just explain that process of you know what it meant to you to be able to write the book and bring it to the world
0: yeah
2: I mean you 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 hit the word perfectly Mike it it's therapy and whether I was writing directly about Jamie and incidentally uh, there is a section at the book uh, at the end of the book it, you know it's entitled Life Dogs and Rock and Roll but there is a section at the end of the book that's dedicated to Jamie, and it's just stuff that I wrote about her, um, you know, following, losing her, and it's almost stream of consciousness, and again, it's not a self-help thing, uh, but I ended up deciding it was very, very important to have that in there, and I and I warn people before they start that section, it's a little more emotional, and it's not the light fare of everything that came before, but uh, I just felt, to honor my vow to her and to be serious about this and to make people aware of just how God awful the opioid crisis is. Maybe if I shared some stuff about her and what she went through and how it affected the rest of us in the family, that it would be uh, it it would, it would let people know that it's very real and that what they're doing by hopefully buying the book is, is, you know, making a dent in that. I mean, it's a tsunami. But, um, you know, it was very, very therapeutic to write the book. And and interestingly enough, uh, along the way, it gave me some smiles that I really needed. Um, And it it may not have anything to do other than, you know, treating my dogs to their Friday morning scrambled egg treats, which always makes me smile. But I wasn't thinking about smiling when I wrote that stuff, but when it kind of spilled out onto the paper or in these days the computer screen. Um, you know, it, it 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 was like a salve. I mean, it really did uh it really did do me some emotional good and hopefully that comes through in the book as well. I mean, we all go through periods in our life where you just think, Man, it's just tough to keep going. Uh, but there's always a, a whisper of something that's happened in the past or something gratifying or, you know, friendship like I have with Mike Capuzzi that, that kind of lifts you up and keeps you going. So uh, that's that's a whole lot of what went into the book and, and the writing of the book.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that's for some, there's probably people listening to this right now, Phil, who don't really have an interest in writing a business book or a marketing book or, a lead, you know, the kind of books I typically talk about, but have a need to share a story. If for not for only the, re- the only reason, just to get it out, like you're saying, for the person who has experienced a life challenge uh, an obstacle whatever it writing a book can be a very therapeutic way and as i've always shared you don't know who your book phil is going to help yes you're donating money and all that good stuff but someone might read that which i know is part of your intent and it could really change and you and you may never know that right you, you, you don't you never know who it's going to affect but um Again, congratulations, and uh, I would again encourage everybody listening to this episode to grab at least a copy, and and support Phil's effort. Now, just to clarify, also you you didn't go you know you probably could have gone the route of more of a traditional publisher, but you you self published this. You are you are doing all the marketing for it,
2: correct? That is correct. Yeah, Uh, I mean you know there's obviously uh, there's obviously mediums out there like amazon and all that good stuff but um you know I, I i'm this is such a close to my heart project and i'm so driven to raise as much money as i can for these young people that and and you know god bless them and they're successful and all that but i want to um maintain as much of the funds as i possibly can to you know help help the young people i don't want it to go to some distribution company or somebody who can make it easier to sell the book. You know, I, I mean, I've got some chops in that area and I, I've got the neighborhood kids signed up to, 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 to pack the books and mail them and stuff. So I'm kind of helping the local economy a little bit, but, but mostly it's, it's really about just helping people as much as I can with as much as I can. So, and, and, you know, and you mentioned about, this not necessarily being a business book, it, it's ironic. Um, I I, I kind of came out of retirement. I was semi-retired from the promotional products stuff, but I have a long time history in that. And so when I resurrected that business and let people know that the book was coming, um, and I actually am going to offer it as a bonus on some of the things that I'm going to be offering you know, those long time clients. It really has turned into a business book. It it's it, it wasn't intended to do that, but um, it it certainly is going to have some some business repercussions. And I think, well, once again, you know, the whole idea behind a shook is to make whoever wrote it uh, unique and recognized as an authority. And I, I think that's going to help me with those longtime customers to get back in the fold with them and you know reconnect and all that good stuff. So it it's not it's not not a business book it's it's got definite applications in that area no and,
1: and and knowing the vast experience you bring to the table from a business context and uh you're such an avid marketing student i i venture to say yes there's probably a lot of uh insights and advice and ideas that a business owner can take away from uh, you know your book so let's let's talk phil about how i personally and we the collective listener audience can help you and support you with this book so give me some ideas what can people do obviously i mean the first thing is buying a copy or several copies is that right that is correct
2: absolutely um i've had a lot of people say that they want to get more than one copy and you know to to, to use as gifts and uh, things of that nature which is good um um, a really good musician buddy of mine has another musician buddy who owns a, a bookstore down south of me, and they're going to host a signing event for me. But, you know, if if someone gets the book and they like it, if they could even do something as simple and easy as sharing it on their Facebook page or their social media, just say, you know, here's, here's an interesting reader, you know. This may help someone you don't even know, or you know things like that would just really be helpful and even you know you inviting me to be on this podcast, I am so grateful because it's this book it really is um if you get right down to it a little bit out of the normal type of book that you talk about here but i man, I so appreciate you doing this because you've got obviously a huge following, and you know what Mike Capuzzi says has an effect so uh you know, I, you, I, I'm I, in your debt, sir.
1: Well, come on now, Phil. <laughs> You've been a, a great friend and and client, and I've been a client a year, so this is what friends and, and you know, this is what we do for each other. And I would encourage – there's a lot of folks listening who have their own podcasts that may or may not be book-related. They may or may not be business-related. Um, but I would encourage you, if you host a podcast and you see some connection with Phil and his story and his book – please invite him onto your podcast again this kind of effort is a grassroots effort i would also say phil you'd probably be open to anybody who has either a product or a service and they would like to after reading the book uh, who they would like to bundle that in maybe buy you know a stack of them and uh, you know send them to their clients or whatever so you know whatever we can do to help support phil the philly kid uh, support jamie's memory here and uh, and help others we don't even know about today i uh, I would just highly encourage so
2: any any other things that we could do for you phil? you know um, one thing that i've done if if some of your listeners are involved in some sort of charity or fundraising or whatnot um i i've been connected here locally in the Chicago area with some really cool places, you know, suicide prevention and all that. And so what I've done is I've made a commitment to donate books to them that they can sell and, you know, use the money for their cause. So if any of your listeners have a project or some charity that's near and dear to their heart, um, they should feel free to get in touch with me and we'll work out something where I'll, I'll, I'll donate some books and uh, you know, see if we can not help them out too and that always ends up coming back uh, to me and to the book uh, because people appreciate that And you know i mean that's not that's not the point of doing it uh but um people are always so kind when you uh show some kindness to them
1: and, and i and i i'm almost remiss in saying phil and again <laughs> i know this is like for you and i this is almost like just a, a personal conversation but i will say to my listeners in the, at least, it's, it's even more than 10 years that I've known you, Phil used, he lives in Chicago, Phil would literally fly for a day, fly out to the, the little, the marketing group I used to run in Philadelphia, uh, which were, the meetings were at night, he would fly in just for the meeting and fly back, literally just for the meeting, um, he did that a couple times. And he was—you are also one of the most generous, kindest people that I really do know in the business world. I mean, you have supported so many of my efforts. I still have copy doodle T-shirts that you sent me that I didn't know I was getting, and and and, and the stress <laughs> balls, and you were just so, and, and the guitar Phil sent me. Actually, he brought personally delivered to me at an event I had in Philadelphia, again over a decade ago, an electric guitar. That was custom—I don't know—custom printed. It just had every one of my logos, and it was just the coolest thing. So, you're—you're uh, you're a, a class act and a, a gentleman, and whatever I can do to help support this book and this effort, Phil, you know, count on me.
2: Man, I appreciate it so much. You—you uh, you always uh, step up and beyond, and I—and I really, really, really do appreciate it.
1: It's the least I can do. So let's share. Inf- your information. Let's share where they can uh buy the book and, and all that good stuff, Phil. And of course I'll include it in the show notes and everything, but where can people buy and support this effort, Phil?
2: Yeah, the the website is and is this is so creative. It's called the phillykidbook.com dot com. And so uh you can go there and order the book and uh you know we'll get it packed up and, and shipped out to you. And incidentally just um, this is kind of an interesting thing that I did. Um, the, the, uh, the cover page of the book has obviously got the words life dogs and rock and roll. And, uh, if the listener buys the book and looks at the word life, he or she will see, uh, a heartbeat going through the word life in the green, like you see on a heart monitor in the hospital, that, that is actually Jamie's heartbeat the day before she died. And um, her favorite song was um, The Heart Will Go On from Titanic. And I thought with her legacy, her heart is going on. So that was kind of my tribute to that um, on the book cover.
1: Very, I'm looking so, at it right now. Very cool. I did not. I, I, that's, that's, that's very cool. Very cool. And Phil, if somebody wants to reach out to you personally, invite you on a podcast, whatever it might be, how can they reach out to you? What's the best way they can reach out to you personally? Real simple, just phil at uh, thephillykidbook dot com. So p h, we'll put that in there. P h i l at thephillykidbook dot com.
2: Right, right.
1: Well, Mr. Brakefield, congratulations! Uh, I cannot wait to read it. I can't wait to share this episode and and again, pay you know, uh, honor Jamie's legacy and her memory and, and and hopefully help a lot of other people that we don't know uh, who we're helping, but. Congratulations, and, and thank you for your time today.
2: Man, I so appreciate it, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Mike. All right, Phil. Stay well.
0: You've just listened to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author podcast. If you've been on the fence about writing your own book, there's no better time than now to become a Main Street author. To learn more, visit MainStreetAuthor.com. That's MainStreetAuthor.com. And while you're there, schedule a complimentary strategy session with Mike to discuss your book ideas. See you next time. And remember, you can do this.